0: We're going to do the second half of our Psalm 91 message. Last week, we learned some really awesome things uh, in the book of Psalm chapter 91, uh, something that my, uh, that my wife has done just extensive study on because she used to deal with fear uh, over certain things, and, and the Lord really cheered her up. So I thought, you know, during this time, what would be better than us just going uh, to the book of Psalms uh, chapter 91, and just really breaking it down and figuring out what exactly uh, the Lord is saying to us. So we found out last week in the first eight verses, we found out that God even covered pandemic outbreaks. The, the Hebrew words here uh, bared themselves out to say, like, I think it was destruction was one of the words. And it actually meant pandemic outbreak of biological life. How awesome is it that God even covered this day? He even covered this day. And so many times I think, you know, people, people have said to me before, well, you know, God, the, the Bible was written so long ago, it's not relevant anymore to what we're going through. I beg to differ. I think it's absolutely relevant. I think we can absolutely still find peace in the midst of a storm. I think we can still find hope. And, and, and peace in the midst of what's going on and that we can come against and walk away from fear. I wanna say this and I just wanna make sure that everybody's listening to me, even those, those of you out there, love you. If you're in your cars, 89.3, you're getting the signal. God bless you. I see some hands waving at me. That's so awesome. Um, I want you to hear this. What we're going through right now is absolutely being driven by fear. It's being driven by fear. I'm not saying that we should be stupid and not, you know, practice social distancing and, and be smart. You know, wash your hands more, you know, make Purell your friend. I'm not saying we shouldn't do any of those things. But what I'm telling you is, is right now what the devil has meant with this whole situation is to put people in just this crazy panic fear. And I'm, I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happening when I watch TV. Um, and again, we don't take these things lightly. These are, these, are, these are crazy days that we're living in. But at the same time, we have a God who's above all of it. Amen. Jesus made a way for you and me to walk through this whole thing with our peace intact. Jesus made a way for us to walk through this safely and to be secure without fear. So what we're finding in Psalm 91 is this. I mean, I'm mean, i going to read verses 9 through 16 to you in the Amplified. It says this. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you nor any plague or calamity come near your tent or your house. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend you and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent shall you, shall you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high. Because you know and understand my name, have a personal knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness, you trust and rely on me, knowing I will never forsake you. No, never. You shall call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver you and honor you with long life. Will I satisfy you and show you my salvation? Man, there is so much. There's so much packed into this. It's, it's amazing what, what we read and what we break down these words in the Hebrew. First of all, to make the Lord your dwelling place, we've got to keep the focus of our eyes and mind on Jesus. Now, we found out in the book of John, the first chapter, that Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. So as we take in scripture, that's helping us to keep our focus and our eyes completely on Jesus. I can't think of a day and hour, and I mean going forward past the pandemic, past everything else, a day and an hour that we need to be in God's word as much as humanly possible. Whatever we can do to put his word in our heart and to build our expectation, we really need to do that right now. And that's not a condemnation thing if you're not doing a real good job of that right now. It's an encouragement to say that God's word will make a difference in your life. It'll make an absolute difference in your life. We choose to make his thoughts our thoughts, his view our view, his belief and doctrine our belief. At that time, we really see things through Jesus' perspective. How many of you be all up for seeing things in Jesus' perspective? I think if we could see it in Jesus' perspective, we could get a right perspective. Uh, Colossians 3, 1 and 2 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Hebrews 12, 2 actually says, Looking away from all that will distract, to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. Let's look back at that uh, Colossians 3, 1 and 2 verse. Now, I've used this in probably, you know, a half dozen different sermons, but I just think this scripture is so powerful. The word there that says set, as in set your mind on things above, It means to have an attitude and regard, to ponder, to set one's mind on, hold a view, hold a belief. So my question to you guys is this, what are you holding on to right now? What are you holding on to right now in every place in your life? Are you holding on to maybe fear? Are you holding on to, I can't do it? Are you holding on to, man, I'm just not good enough at, at being a Christian. Oh man, I just feel so condemned because you know I keep blowing it and God must just really be tired of me. You'd be surprised that a lot of this thinking is in our thinking and we don't even realize it until we actually say it out of our mouth. And it's all of a sudden like, whoa, wait a minute. I think we need to get Jesus' perspective. And look, I love what Hebrews says, looking away from all that will distract. What will distract you? This is what will distract you. Bad news, unsettling news, looking at your bank account online. <laughs> for some of you, that may be a good thing. And some of you, it may be like, oh boy, how are we going to do this? You know, my, my older brother uh, right now is, he's out of work uh, and his wife cleans houses for a living. Nobody wants her to come over and clean houses. But his, it's amazing to me that his perspective and his view is, we're going to be all right. He's kept his mind on, you know what? We're going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Because he's chosen to take the perspective that God will take care of him. That Jesus will take care of him. I want to encourage you and tell you that God will take care of you. Jesus will take care of you. Now you're going to find as you're going through the grocery store and you're uh, going through different things, you're going to have opportunities. Opportunities to be unkind. Opportunities to be uh, selfish opportunities to you know um, to be frustrated and and not say the right thing but these are days that we're living in you guys that we can let jesus shine by just being a light and being an extension of him by being kind to someone around you by going the extra mile and giving someone something when they need it by saying you know what i know that we've got a little but we're going to take some of our little and help somebody who really needs it. This is a time where, if we can keep our Christian perspective and keep our hearts and minds set on what Jesus said, that we're going to really find some amazing peace in the midst of this. And people are going to ask you, why are you so calm? You don't have a job, uh, you know, you, you're th- things are going wrong. You know, you don't know where the, next, where the next meals come. Why are you so happy? Because I know that God's going to take care of me and everything's going to be all right. That's, that's our perspective. And we can share that perspective by sharing that perspective and the little that we do have with others. You remember the widow with two mites? Jesus said that she gave more than anybody else. Now, I, I, I didn't quite understand that at first, but what he's saying is, is the little that she had, she gave and she had treasure in heaven to pull from. I'm going to encourage you with the little that you have. Maybe you're really running on empty. You know, you're running on empty during a day and you're coming home from work and your wife says, can you, can you pick up a, a gallon of milk or can you pick this up and you go in the store and people are just being awful and rude. You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to let the love of Jesus shine, to maybe encourage the cashier. Sometimes when I walk by the cashier, I was like, man, you guys have really had a, Busy, rough day, huh? Yeah, we really have. And I just, you know, I just want to thank you for still coming to work when it wasn't easy today. Thank you so much. And they look at me like, oh, okay. Well, thank you. They don't quite know what to do that because everybody else was being rude. Well, we have an opportunity right now. Let's take advantage of that opportunity. I love verse 10. It says, there shall no evil befall you. What, what is the there there for? What is he saying? Our job is in, in, in Psalm 91.9, nine, is making the Lord our refuge and the Most High our dwelling place. That's our job. And once we do that, it says, there shall no evil befall you. There, yes, there, where you've put your trust completely in Jesus. I think Jen said it really well when she said, you know, am I putting my trust in my money? Am I putting my trust in this? Am I putting my trust in that? Am I giving my affections to this? Am I giving my affections to that? Or am I making Jesus? Am I making the Lord my, my refuge, my fortress? Making him my all in all. There, when we make him our refuge, no evil will befall you. Nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. No evil befalling you. This is the idea of no evil befalling you. The idea of being in the wrong place at the wrong time is is the idea of evil coming on you and the evil not befalling you or coming upon you is being at the right place at the right time and not be a casualty and so you can trust that God will even do that he'll order your steps in such a way that he'll give you peace of mind like you've never had before can I hear a big amen from somebody yeah God's good that way The the Bible says here uh, that no plague will come near you. Check it out. Here it comes again. A plague is a blow or a strike that can cause a wound or trauma from physical impact. That's the Hebrew definition. A plague, pestilence, pandemic occurrence of a disease. This is the third time in Psalm 91 that he's told us that you don't have to be afraid of pandemic diseases. Third time. I find that pretty interesting. He obviously knew and saw this day and told us, you won't have to be afraid of a pandemic occurrence because you've made me your refuge and your fortress and no evil shall befall you. Man, I'm so glad. I am so glad. God is so good to us. Verse 11 says, for he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany you and defend and preserve you in all your ways Of obedience and service. Listen, it says all your ways. That can even be the ways that you're stepping out and making a mistake. How many of you have ever made a mistake before? And I'm sure spouses are going, raise your hand, (laughs) raise your hand. Right? We've all made mistakes, but we can't be afraid of making mistakes. Because, oh my gosh, if I do the wrong thing, then something bad's. No, he said he would keep us in all our ways, even. Dumb ones. How many of you have ever done something dumb? I'd like to put up both my hands and feet if I could. I've done dumb things before. Things that, man, I wish I could take that back. But God still takes special care for us when we make him our refuge and our fortress. I'm so glad about that. Um, Verse 12 says this, they shall bear you up on their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what dashing my foot against a stone means. You know, that's not like a relevant 2020 term. Hey, did you dash your foot against a stone today? I sure did. You know, that's not, that's not, I don't know about you. I don't really know what that means. It says they shall bear you up on their hands. The word bear means to lift up, cause to move up or lift an object to a higher elevation of any amount to be lifted up and lofty. We go back to the verse one, he who dwells in the secret place. That secret place is a place that we are kept safe. And he says, they shall bear you up on their hands. Those angels will take special care and lift you out of harm's way. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. Here we go. Dash means this plague, afflict, inflict, strike Give with a deadly or bothersome pandemic disease or condition. Fourth time in Psalm 91, he said to us that we don't have to be afraid because God will take special care of us and lift us out of harm's way. I'm so glad that he does. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent shall you trample on the fort. I don't know about you, but I think the only type of snake is a dead snake. Of course, we don't kill the all-black ones because I've been told by many Floridians that they eat all the bad ones. So we let the five-foot black snake that is around our house, nobody look under your feet, that is around our house, we, we absolutely and totally let him do his thing because he keeps all the bad snakes out. But I still think that any snake that is not dead is not a good snake. I don't like snakes, don't like them. Anybody else not like snakes like I don't like snakes? Yeah, we don't like snakes, no thanks. Take, you can take the snakes. So, like When people have them as pets, I don't understand that. And if you do have them as a pet, God bless. But the word tread there means to trample tread upon, making a pressing motion with the foot upon an object, implying that the object that you're stepping on is conquered and stamped out. That's awesome. God's going to cause us to stamp out and step on our enemies. Now, don't get somebody's picture of somebody's mind and see their head under your foot, okay? That's not a good thing. I'm not talking about that. But your enemies, that your enemies will be conquered. And the Bible tells us that death is an enemy. It's gonna happen to all of us one day, but, I, but you and I are gonna fully run our course and our race with Jesus. And then we're gonna go. Not a day before, not a day after. We're gonna run our race. Verse 14 says, because he has set his love upon me. Here we go. Here's another verse that's telling us what we need to do. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. The Bible says because he has set his love upon me, that word set there means desire love to set your affection to be attached to, to have a strong feeling for an object as a figurative extension of the joining or fastening of two objects together. What he's saying is is we need to set our passions, our desires completely upon Jesus, upon his love. Set those on Jesus. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will cause him to escape, survive be out of danger, taking refuge in another place, rescue, deliver, save another to be safe from danger or or very unfavorable circumstance, normally with a focus on physical dangers and troubles on the earth. He's going to deliver you whatever you're going through right now, whatever's happening in your life right now. He's promised if you set your love upon him that he will absolutely deliver you. And I'm so thankful that he does. The word set there uh, towards the end, I will set him on high, is a different set than setting your love upon him. This set is to be inaccessible, be high, and out of harm's way. How awesome is it that God lifts us out of the difficulty and sets us out of harm's way? And that's what he's doing for you during this quote-unquote pandemic that we're experiencing right now. But remember, let's go back to what I first started with. This whole thing is surrounded with fear. Don't bite. Don't take the bait. Don't get afraid. Don't be in fear. Jesus knows what's going on with you and he will take care of you. I promise you that. He's our Savior and our Lord. Verse 15, I'm coming to a close. He shall, keep, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. The word answer actually means wisdom to know what to do for your situation. I love that. He shall call upon me and I will tell him what to do for his situation or her situation. God's gonna give you the wisdom that you need and tell you what to do for your situation. We just need to trust him that he will. Uh, The word trouble there means a a focus on emotional pain and distress of a situation. So what he's saying to you is, I will be with him in trouble. He said, I'll be right there with you in the midst of pain and distress to deliver you. So if you're in the middle of pain and distress right now, he's right there with you to deliver you. I promise you he's right there with you to deliver you. And I love this, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Salvation actually means deliverance, safety, rescue, to be in a state that is, uh, that is a state of freedom from danger. So we find out in Psalm 91 that God has actually given us all the tools that we need to be safe, to be without fear, to be at peace, to have our minds set on him. And I'm just just—I'm calling you guys to step up to this, to, to take the challenge, to embrace Jesus with everything that you have right now. Embrace him and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Lord spoke this to my heart. I've been talking to leadership about this for the past two weeks. God has not called us to survive through this. He's called us to thrive through this. I really want to encourage you. Surviving is something we can do, but thriving is something that he wants us to do. So if we can thrive in the middle of this, we can make his name great, which is that's that's what it's all about, making Jesus big, making him great, and causing us to thrive personally. I want to encourage you. Could you bow your heads and close your eyes? I just want to pray for you real quick. Father, thank you so much right now in the name of Jesus uh, for the fact that we can receive Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior right now, right where we're at. I thank you, Lord, if there's people under the sound of my voice that don't know Jesus, they can make him Lord of their life tonight. If there's somebody who's here and says, man, I I hear you, but I've been kind of, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I've been walking my own way. I just would like to make a fresh start with God tonight. Any of those two things strikes a chord with you. I'm gonna pray with you in a moment by simply praying a prayer and having you repeat it with me. And everybody here is going to pray it with you. And if you're on on Facebook Live right now, if that's you, Jesus wants to make you inaccessible to the difficulties that you're facing so you can pray this prayer with me as well with every head bowed and every eye closed if that's you tonight if it's like man i want to pray i want to pray that prayer and make jesus lord of my life or get a fresh start with jesus would you just raise your hand for a moment so i could pray with you tonight yes thank you ladies you can put your hands down thank you anybody else awesome. Well, listen, everybody look at me. We're going to pray a prayer with two wonderful ladies who wanted to pray the prayer of salvation and maybe the prayer of a new start. So would you guys all pray this with me so we could pray it with them and, and, and encourage them? Heavenly Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Jesus do what you want with my life and show me what i need to do to glorify you i receive forgiveness from my sins and strength and courage in my heart in jesus name amen amen awesome Have you prayed that prayer uh, tonight uh, I would really love it if you could come. There's going to be people up here that are going to pray afterwards. I'd really love it if you could just come up and tell them real quick, hey, I prayed that prayer so that we can encourage you and, and, and make sure that you're full of faith as you, as you leave today. If you've prayed that with us online, please send us, uh, uh, go around right the website. Oh, it's right below them. Put it right in there. Put it right in there. Hey, my name's so-and-so. Well, I guess they see the name so-and-so. And I made Jesus the Lord of my life tonight. We will, and, and if you want, we would love to reach out to you as well. Um, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Um, for continuing to be faithful to Jesus. Um, by coming out tonight and saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to make this an important part of my week. And I just want to encourage you, uh, as you go, we're going to have service right back here again next week. And then the following week is Easter. So we're going to figure out whether we're going to be back at the first love building where we normally meet at six o'clock on Saturday nights, 2529 North Magnolia Avenue, or we're going to actually be out here. So we'll let you know. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the word uh, this next coming week. So God bless you guys. Have an awesome week. And I just want to pray over you real quick as you go and speak blessing over you. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord would bless you that he would keep you, that he would shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. I pray that the Lord Jesus would turn his face towards you and give you peace, favor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great night. Oh yeah. Yeah, wait, before we go, I wanna pray over our offering real quick. I forgot to do that. Father, I thank you that everybody who's given in the offering box tonight or online I just thank you, Lord, that you'd bless those seeds that were sown and that you'd cause blessings to come into their lives and over their families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys.